as we mentioned earlier in the show, I've been at AIM, which is uh, the peak meeting for the meetings industry, for the people who run uh, major corporate events and uh, conventions and incentive programs. But the gathering is in Melbourne every year. This is the 30th year of AIM here at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. On the opening day, one of the interesting speakers was the Managing Director of Tourism Australia, Pip Harrison. I mentioned earlier the theme of her presentation. just like to uh, give you the chance to hear what Tourism Australia is doing to help get us back in the game following the closure caused by the pandemic. Good morning, everybody. And yes, Matt, um, my focus has changed a little bit over the last uh, couple of, uh, last year, in fact. And um, it's so good to be here for the 30th anniversary of AIM. And I think it is testimony to the fact that um, face-to-face business events just cannot be beaten. And we always took a punt on that. We always knew that they would come back and it's so great to see it here. Um, before I begin, I'd like to also acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we meet at today, the Wanjari people of the Kulin Nation, and acknowledge that they've been the custodians of this land for 60,000 years and kept it in this beautiful, pristine condition that you see today. So, what's Tourism Australia been doing over the last couple of years when our job is to market um, international business events uh, <laughs> and bring them to Australia? Well, I can tell you that... Um, We have not been quiet. We've been really busy over the last couple of years because when commercial partners had to really focus on the survival of their business, we thought that it was really important for us to keep going, to keep telling the story of Australia from a leisure but also from a business events perspective. And we continue to do that. We continue to speak to our partners offshore. We continue to understand what they were thinking about events. And there was, there's been a lot of chatter about, um, you know, are we moving to hybrid? Are we moving to uh, virtual events? And I think um, Matt and Julia and the team have all talked about the fact that no, face-to-face is, is really back and it's, it's here to stay, thankfully. Um, We also took the opportunity when we were closed to refresh our brand and to think about how we tell the business events story to the world. And when we opened a year ago, we were out telling that story to our markets. And I guess the biggest um, change over the last couple of months is that a big market of ours, China, is now open as well. So we have just this week launched There's Nothing Like Australia for business events in our China market. We're going big there through social, through our trade media, but also through our content and our PR. And our call to action is the Business Events Australia website, which we've also, over this period, taken advantage of the, the I guess, the pause to, um, to refresh and make sure that it's an incredible user experience for our Chinese um, decision makers. So that's all kicking off as we speak. Um, And we are also keeping a close eye on aviation development. Julia gave some great stats about Melbourne. I can tell you that from an Australia perspective, um, building back aviation is probably the most important thing that we can do. Um, And I was in the US actually just last week and we were talking to um, United and in fact from one of our biggest markets for business events, they are now the biggest carrier across the Pacific at the moment. So 
there's a challenge for the uh, previous incumbent. Um, and so the US market's back to about 74% at this moment in time. China is now rebuilding there at about 30% at the moment um, and looking to be at about 80% by the end of the year. So you know that there is still a gap there. Uh, but the best thing that we think we can do to fill that gap is to create demand because carriers are commercial and they will respond to demand. So that's what we're busy doing. The other thing that we've, we've got planned for the next year is we believe so much in face-to-face -face that we invest quite heavily in it. And we do have an Asia showcase coming up in April. And that's going to be an opportunity for us to invite Asian decision makers down, back down to Australia um, and to tell them what we've been doing since we've been closed. And we've been doing a lot actually. Over the pandemic, 12,000 new rooms uh, came online. And, um, and it's been, you know, it's been a period where we've continued to develop and there's a lot, lot more happening. So um, we're focusing on Asia in April because we've seen that there is a lot of short-term business to be had there. Um, and we're still seeing bids come in for, um, for this year. So uh, we're doing that in April. And then in November, we have our signature incentive uh, event, which is Dreamtime. And so that's coming back. That was announced by our minister uh, at the end of last week. It's going to be hosted, the business events part is going to be hosted in, in Adelaide. And then, of course, uh, we like to get all of our decision makers out and experiencing the incredible destinations around Australia. And they will certainly be coming here to Melbourne because Melbourne certainly leads the way from a business events perspective. And gosh, don't they do a good job here. The Managing Director of Tourism Australia, Pip Harrison there, talking to media and delegates at AIM and uh, singing the praises of Melbourne.